about your crush. Okay. I don't know how this is gonna work. Here, let's do it this way. So open up, don't fall. Okay, you get ready? I'm just, actually, this is not part of the beginning of my message. We gotta wait on that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, do you know who Heather Brumpton is? Yeah. Heather Brumpton, my first girlfriend. Guess how old I was, what grade I was in. Did I tell you this in summer camp? You guys remember the story? I was in third grade. Third grade. I'm an early bloomer. And the ladies were just drawn to me at an early age. I don't know what to do. It's just the way it was. So I, I'm in class in third grade. Who's your third grade teacher? Mine was Miss Sherman. I'm in Miss Sherman's class. And I wrote on a little piece of paper the size of the three by five card. Will you go out with me? Question mark, then below that, three boxes. Below the boxes, yes, no, maybe. I folded it up like these ladies did with the one that we're gonna call them out on in a minute. And I passed it down the aisle to my friends. And it went friend to friend, to person to them, to, it, to her. To it. And then it got to Heather's desk. I couldn't even look, I couldn't look. I couldn't look, I was so worried. Anybody ever done this before? She took out her pen and she wrote something down, folded it back up, and then it started that treacherous, just destructive pathway back. I was shaking in my boots sitting there and it finally got back to me and I opened it up and the yes box was checked. And I had my first girlfriend third grade. So what did I do? I went to Heather Brumpton and I gave her my calculator watch. Now, does anybody here have an Apple watch? Okay, so, so yeah, okay, we got some booze on that. I don't have one because I can't handle it. But uh, a calculator watch was a little, t a watch that had a calculator on the face of it. It was all the rage. It was like an Apple watch today, except for it was nowhere near as cool and didn't do anything except for add and subtract. So she wore my calculator watch and then, ladies, I'm, I'm ashamed to say, I didn't talk to Heather Brumpton again for like two months. I guess I didn't know what to do. So I just ignored her. And she didn't talk to me back. And then one day, I walked up to her and I told her I wanted my watch back. And I wanted to break up with her. And she threw the watch at me and ran off crying. And I realized in that moment, I know absolutely nothing about women. Third grade, I don't know what I'm doing. I have no clue about relationships whatsoever. But here's the bottom line. Relationships are a part of life. And we've been studying these for the last how many weeks, Terrell? That's what, that's what Siri calls him, Terrell. Did you know that? So how long? Third week. So we looked at relationship to God. We looked at relationship to parents. And this week we're talking about relationship to your crush. And you can sit there and pretend like I don't really like anybody. I don't have a crush. I've never liked anybody. What are you, crazy? But I know just as well as you do that those would all be fibs and untruths. Because all of us have liked somebody or currently like somebody of the opposite sex. And so tonight, we're going to have a conversation about crushes and see what God says about how we should handle the crush. So what does it say at the very top of your papers that you got? You do? Oh, you just admitted it. Okay, good. All right. Now, now, 
Raise your hand. Now you're going to be totally scared. Raise your hand if you want to honor God with your life. You do. Okay, okay, that's good. Now, if we're going to honor God with our lives, then we need to listen to what he says and come under his authority, which he's given to us in his word. He's laid out exactly how we should live in the Bible, and we're going to go there tonight to see what it means to honor God in all things. 1 Corinthians 10.31, you can finish the verse with me. Whatever you do, whether you eat or you drink, do all to the glory of God. Some of you know that verse. No matter how small the task, like eating or drinking orange juice. You don't eat orange juice, but you drink orange juice. Or if you are in a big thing like a relationship, we want to do everything to honor and to glorify God. Yes? You got your hands up? I want to honor him with my life? Okay, good. Then we're going to look at what that means tonight. We're going to answer three questions about crushes. Are you ready? They're on your sheet. What, what are those three questions? Yell them out at me. First question, why do I have this crush? Second question, what are crushes for? And third question, what do I do with my crush? Okay, we're going to get into the nitty gritty tonight, as Nacho would say. Okay, so question number one, why do I have this crush? Why do I have this crush? Said a different way, are crushes normal? Is it normal for me to like somebody? I get this warm tingling feeling. My mouth swells up and I can't talk. Or when she's around, my brain just goes completely empty and I freeze. I don't know what to say. I say dumb things. I act foolishly. I get flustered. So, is something wrong with me? Anybody ever had that happen? Don't raise your hand. Right? Like that person comes along and you just don't know what to do with yourself. I keep thinking about him. He's so cute. I start writing my first name and his last name just to see what it looks like together. Does that really happen? Have you ever put the app into your phone that shows the two, two what your kids are gonna look like? That thing is terrifying. Okay, but here's the question. Why do I have this crush? Why is this happening to me? What is it? Let me just give you the answer really quickly. Here's why, you ready? It's gonna be really simple. It's because God made you that way. God wired you exactly the way you are, designed you to like the opposite sex. Guys, he made you to like girls. Girls, he made you to like boys. This is normal. It's how God made you. There's nothing wrong with you. I know you don't feel like when you're thinking about her, there's nothing. I used to, I used to ride my bike like three miles when I was in seventh grade down to Kelly Halford's house and just drive around hoping she'd come out of her house on my bike and then I'd drive, ride my bike back home. She never came out. She never came out. You know what, though? Here's one of the gauges. I'm going to give, I'm going to give this away. Actually, well, I'll tell you my favorite thing about a crush back when I was your age and maybe down from you. Because you know what the most important thing when you're in elementary school is about your crush? What is it? She has to be... No, not shorter than you. She has to be... She has to be fast. That was it for me. I'm the fastest girl, right? That was Kelly Halford. She was amazingly fast. Heather Brumpton, number two. Okay, and so, but I, but Mike Spielman, Mike Spielman was always the number one guy in the class, and so he, and actually he, Jenny Thornton, that was, she was the number one, but Kelly was faster than her, this is interesting, anyway, it doesn't really matter, we are attracted, watch this, have you ever noticed that you're attracted more to some people than to other people, 
Is that interesting? That you just, there could be five girls and there's just one that you like. There could be four guys and there's just one that you like. Why is that? That you're naturally attracted romantically, we'll use that word, to certain people. Well, let's just look here first before we do anything else at what you're attracted to most, okay? I'm going to just read these out real quick. We'll see how this goes. These are yours. Why you're attracted to the opposite sex. Are you ready? She's pretty cute. She's really cute. Same person. Uh, my favorite thing about my crush is his ability to make me smile and laugh every day. Funny and sweet. She's a girl. Okay. He is funny. He is unbelievably smart. Okay, that's nice. Can't say it. So for now, her eyes. Okay, okay. I don't have a crush, liar. Her kindness. Oh, this has got five things. Cute, smart, and loving, treats parents and siblings great, and so cutelets. I don't have a crush. Uh, kind, tall, smart, has long hair, doesn't make fun of me. I mean, if that's your favorite thing is that he doesn't make fun of you. That's good. I don't have one, but if I did, it would be that they are funny or nice. Loves the Lord. It's a good Christian answer. Okay. Um, I can't read that. She is nice. His smile and love for the Lord. Fun personality and cute. Relationship with God. Uh, fun personality, loves God, cute and Christian. You were all sitting next to each other. That's good. You guys got together all night. You probably go to the bathroom together as well. She loves... She loves... I don't know what that is. He is a gentleman. She, how, how much he loves the Lord cares for my sister that I get to live my life with her. Amen. Amen. <laughs> He's married, ladies and gentlemen. It's okay. She's so cute. It just says face, okay? I don't know what that means. Um, I want someone who loves the Lord. I don't need a crush. That's right, Sammy. Good work back there. This says, I don't know. Don't have one. Your favorite part about it, I don't have one. I want him to be cute and godly and nice. Okay, those are good. Um, they are really funny and kind. There's a lot of these. She's funny. His genuine kindness. Their fun spirit, and yeah, hold on. Serves others. Got no crush. Logie, 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 Logie. Not my crush. And then in the back it says orange crush soda. I don't have one. Face, smile, personality, looks, personality, 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 hair. It's good that they have hair. I think that's good, yeah. Personality, heart for the Lord, loves the Lord. I don't have one. My mom won't let me. I hope I, I don't have them, but if I did, I hope they have a great relationship with Christ. Human. That's a good starting point. She's funny. Sense of humor. Crazy, energetic, loving, smart, and cute. Always looks at me all the time. I like that his is crazy. I would like that blank looks at me. I would like that he looks at me. I at first thought... 
of her as just a good friend, but slowly fell for her. She's really nice and pretty. Ladies, just be careful. Spelled pretty. If you're the one that wants the unbelievably smart person, spelled pretty, P-R-I-T-T-Y. Okay, so just know you might not fit there. Um, the quirks. She laughs at my jokes. Desire to serve the Lord. Chick-fil-A. <laughs> uh, something about chicken. I can't tell what that is. Her personality. Teachable, humble heart. Super cute and nice. Kind of cute. Deep voice. And I liked how he called me Ooga Booga. He's an emo boy. His name is Adam. Yeah. If I had a crush, I would want a kind person. This one just has dot, dot, dot. Nothing, there's nobody. Okay, there it is. Give yourselves a round of applause. But here, here's the bottom line. Wait, let me come back to where I started. Everybody here is attracted to somebody else. It's just interesting, right? Uh, it's, like a, it's like a big magnet that just draws you to that other person. So I did some research today on the worldwide interweb um, and looked up the world's biggest magnet. It's 60 feet tall. It lives in France. It is 280,000 times stronger than the Earth's magnetic field. That's really strong. And it is strong enough if you put it above an aircraft carrier that it would lift that 100,000 ton aircraft carry out of the water and stick to it. I did some math on that. That's like 2.2 million critters being lifted off the ground. Okay, if you put it that, where, where is he? Okay, right there. Hey, do you remember at summer camp when he ate that egg that was filled with the, you guys both, that's just, just wrong. Anyway, okay, but a strong magnet, come back. Come back, a strong magnet, magnets attract. They attract other metal objects and there's just a natural pull towards another person. And what I want you to know is that's how our hearts feel towards our crush sometimes. We're just drawn to people in a romantic way. And here's one of your elders telling you, and because you all walked in thinking, I can't, I gotta, I can't look around, I can't give away anything because I really do like her, but I'm not gonna let anybody know. Here's one of your elders from FBC leadership telling you, it's okay. It's all right. I'm glad you have a crush. That's normal humanness that you like a girl or you like a guy. That's all right. Now, if you open your Bibles, or actually, if you just look um, on the sheet there, I gave you a couple verses. Genesis 2, verse 18, right after God made Adam, Adam is solitary by himself. God says in 2.18, look at that verse, it is not good for the man to be alone. So I will make him a helper suitable for him. God said, he, the man I'm designed to be with someone else. Someone who's like him because the, the orangutans walked by, that didn't work. And the, and the giraffes walked by and that didn't fit. And the dolphins swam by and that didn't work. There was nothing like Adam. So God said, I'll make Adam a helper suitable. Then in verse 22, it says, He fashioned into a woman the ribbage he had taken from the man and brought her to the man. The man said, this is now bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of the man. For this reason, a man will leave his father and his mother and be joined to his wife, and they will become one flesh. So here's the, here's the question. Why do I have this crush? Why am I attracted to other people? Why do these things come and go inside of me? Are you ready? Here it is. God designed you that way. 
It is absolutely normal that you feel that way. So you can all give yourselves a high five. Give the person next to you a high five. This is normal. This is good, okay? I am designed by God to be with another person. That's his design. Okay, that takes us to number two. Number two in these little outlines, what are crushes for? What are crushes for? What's the purpose of this attraction? What's the end goal of my crush? Now, you got to be careful because as I, I'm going to dial this message in a little bit. All room, watch this. Can I have all of your eyes? Watch this. Are you ready? Every romantic relationship that's found in the Bible, and they're in there, is either in marriage or is just short of marriage, about to go in, engaged, or in the Bible they call it betrothed. Say it again. Every relationship in the Bible, romantic relationships, are either in the context of marriage or just short of marriage. What are crushes for? What's the purpose of the attraction? In one word, it is what? It's marriage. It's marriage. The reason God did that was to bind us to another person, one woman with one man for one life. There are no long-term dating relationships in the Bible. There are no special friends. There are no hidden crushes. There are only engaged couples and married couples. Now, the longest dating couple in the Bible, does anybody know who it is? Think about it for a minute. What do you got? Ruth. Not Ruth. Yes. David. Not David. Oh, I know. Yes, again. Noah. No. Really? What do you got? Either one of you. Abraham? No. Yes. Not Mary and Joseph. No. You're all terrible. Anybody from this side? Longest dating relationship in the Bible. Who had to go to work for seven years? Seven years. Now, listen, this is not normal. You might think, oh, yeah, there's a long-term relationship. I can start dating when I'm 12 because at the end of the day, that like he... Right? Jacob dated for seven years. No, Jacob was a trickster. He stole the birthright, the inheritance from his brother Esau. Do you remember that story? And then he goes and he finds who? Rachel. And Rachel's dad tricks him into working seven years. And then he marries who? Leah, Leah, her sister. So the trickster got played. That's the whole point of that story, but that's not a normal story. But it is the longest dating relationship in the Bible. But anyway, in general, you have, you named some of these. You have Adam and Eve, Abraham and Sarah, Isaac and Rebecca, Jacob and Rachel, Joseph and, anybody know that one? Joseph and the Egyptian daughter, Aseneth, Boaz and Ruth, David and Bathsheba, Solomon and the Shulamite princess. The whole book of Song of Solomon is a romantic book about love. Always either in marriage or watch again, just short of marriage. There is one purpose for your crush. What is it? Say it out loud. Marriage. marriage. God made men and women to be together in marriage. One man, one woman, one life. So let's get it straight. The purpose of my crush is so that I would love a woman or I would love a man. I would marry them and be with them the rest of my life. I would have kids. We'd grow old together. Our teeth would fall out. And then we'd sit on the rocking chair in the front yard until we both die. Right? Does that sound great? Now, I know there are some of you sitting here that have boyfriends or girlfriends. And I know it's you. No, I'm kidding. And you haven't told anybody. It's just something you do at school and you think this is so cool because this is what everybody around me is doing. You know people at class. There's always that guy who's like, yeah, I've, got, I've had four girlfriends. So, right? Like there's always that, that scene going on. 
But let me just ask you a question. Here's the problem. How many people in this room outside of Sammy are ready to get married? All right, you think you are? Okay, well, let me, let's, just, let's just go ahead. Because if really the purpose of your crush is for marriage and you like this guy or you like this girl and think this could be the one, let's just see if it's really time for you right now. Are you ready? Can you do your own laundry? Raise your hand if you can. That's impressive. I don't believe you. I think that's a, that's a farce. Okay. Can you iron your clothes? Okay, that's good. Can you make dinner? Okay, good. Can you drive a car? Can you drive a car legally? Legally drive a car? No, no. You would have to be 16. Do you have a job? Do you have a job? Okay. <laughs> okay, who is ready to leave their mom and dad to move out and to take care of another person? I don't think so. Okay, watch it this way. Well, it's, it's okay, watch it this way. Guys, are you ready to be a man who will lead another woman, who will provide for her, who will put a roof over her head and food on the table, who will watch out for her all the days of your life? Are you ready to father children? And are you ready to stand through all the trials of life next to somebody, love them, care for them until the day that you die? Ladies. Are you ready to marry one man, to stand next to him, submit to him, to be in a home, building that home, and to bear children right now? Like, yes, I am. No, I don't, I don't know that you are right now. Um, so here's, here's why. Here's why this matters. What is, what is the purpose of the crush or what, what are crushes for? Listen carefully. According to the Bible, there are no romantic relationships that are not in the context of marriage or just short of marriage. And so when you are 11, 12, 13, 14 years old, guess what? Guess what? It's a long stretch from where you are today to be in that marriage relationship that you at this point are not yet ready for. You still have maturing to do in terms of physical maturity and spiritual maturity and emotional maturity, not to mention being financially stable enough to go and live. Hey, mom and dad, I'm gonna go ahead and get married. You think we could live in my room? And you got, you're gonna like, that doesn't work, okay? Because in Genesis 2, it says that once they were together in that text, they left their mom and their dad and they went off and did their own thing. They made their own life. So my point in this is really simple. Look at all these affections on the ground, all these things about the person that you like. These are all really good. I'm going to talk about that more in a minute. What is the purpose of that crush in your heart? It is long term for you to be drawn to another person and to be married to them. But I recognize that you have these feelings right now, right? And they're real feelings right now. So question number three in this outline is what do I do with my crush? Okay, I've got this and I recognize that marriage and marriage is way, way over there and I recognize I can't do that today. So what do I do now? This is like really hard. So let me give you a few things. I got like five or six things. I'm just going to rattle them off and they'll be done. The first thing about what you should do with your crush. First thing, are you ready? Submit to the authorities in your life. Ah, you knew this was coming. This is Ephesians 6, 1 and 2. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and your mother, which is the first command with the promise, and it will be well with you, and you'll live long on the earth. You remember this verse. You know this verse. 
number one thing about a crush is that you are put, not today, ladies, under your husband. You are put under your father and your mother, your parents. And your parents are the ones who protect you, look out for you, and dictate the terms of your life at this point. It won't always be that way. But for now, your responsibility, young man, young woman, is to submit and come under your parents and listen to what they say. And so when they say, hey, Bobby, there's no relationships right now. Guess what? There's no relationships. When they say, hey, Karen, are there any Karens here? Hey, Karen. Okay. There... No relationships right now. So the first thing, submit to the authority in your life. They love you. They know you. They're here to protect you. If you desire, like you said at the beginning, to honor God in all things, it starts by obeying your parents. Oh, what a challenge, right? What a challenge when they don't know and they don't see and they don't ask good questions and they push you down and they do all these things that you feel are unfair. God says obey. He says, come under their authority and obey because you're really obeying who? You're obeying God. That's right. Secondly, listen to counsel. Submit to your authorities. Listen to counsel. If you're still not convinced because you don't think your parents are really smart, which by the way, somehow your parents figured out how to romantically get involved with another person and get married. Okay. And then they figured out somehow how to have kids. And so here you are right here going, my parents don't know anything. Well, they know a whole lot more than you do. They're actually in a relationship right now. So, but just in case you're not convinced by them, go to some other older, godlier people. I see them sitting all around the room. We call them staff people and ask them, what do you think I should do with this crush? Proverbs 12, five, listen to this verse says, the way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man is he who listens to counsel. The way of the fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man is he who listens to counsel. Number three, be careful who you hang out with. Be careful who you hang out with. Uh, if you hang out with that crowd that's always pairing off, that guy that has four girlfriends and just, man, they are so cool. I saw them smoking once. And they're, they're just like always so awesome. I just want to be around that cool crowd. First Corinthians 15, 33 says it this way, bad company corrupts good morals. You jump in with that, you'll end up going down a wrong pathway. Or Proverbs 13 verse 20 says, he who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools suffers harm. So here's the principle. Be careful who you hang out with. Be careful the people that you're around. Okay, now getting a little bit more specific about the crush, the fourth little point here, what do I do with my crush? Watch this one. This one, this one will help you. Take your feelings and put them on the bookshelf. Take your feelings and put them on the bookshelf. Here's what I want you to know. I said this already, I'm gonna say it again. All of these things you're attracted to, all of these things that are fun, that get the juices flowing, that get you excited, all of those affections and emotions, watch, watch this, look up. They're all real. They're all legitimate. They're important. And don't let people push down on you and tell you, ah, it's just puppy love. No, these are real feelings that you have. But here is the key to being a, a middle schooler and what do I do with these feelings? Let me say it again. Take those feelings and put them up on the bookshelf. Okay, now watch. You're gonna take your heart, you're gonna guard your heart, you're gonna recognize these are real feelings, I really do like him, and I'm gonna take that, I'm gonna put it up here. And now, this is what I do. I can look at those, I know it's up there, I know right where to find it, but I'm not gonna choose to act on those affections and those emotions right now. They're there, they're a real part of me, but you know what, I'm not gonna do anything with them because the time is not right in my life. So I like her, 
but I'm going to choose not to act on that. Everybody with me? I'm going to, I'm going to look at them sitting on the bookshelf and recognize their very real feelings, but they're for some time down the road for me. And that's what I would encourage you to do. Okay, now let me show you why. I need a volunteer. It could be guy or girl. I have my one egg. Listen, we already had a roaster. McElroy, get up here. Okay. All right, now, stay, stay on the ground, because just in case you do this wrong, this is a real egg. Can I get verification? Who would like to test this to make sure it's a real egg? Just, just shake it. That's all you got to do. Tell me if it feels like there's a yolk in there. It does. Okay, we got confirmation. Okay, McElroy, here's what I want you to do. I want you to just put it in your hand, right into the deep palm of your hand, and I want you to squeeze around it. Okay? I don't want you to push down with your fingers. I want you to squeeze all at once. It's, okay? Okay. Okay. Let's see what happens. In the palm, if it cracks, you're doing something wrong. Okay, go ahead. Just slowly start squeezing harder and harder. Can you break it? No. Okay, try to break it like that. Don't do anything different. Okay, he can't do it. Hold on. I need, I need somebody else. Somebody strong. I need a lady this time. Okay, come on up. Okay, you can sit down, sir. Okay, right in the palm of your hand, and I just want you to squeeze it all the way around. Don't squeeze with your fingers. Deep in your palm. Squeeze. No, hard. One hand. One hand, not two hands. Wait, it won't, won't break, will it? Yeah. That's so interesting. We got one more? Okay, right up here. Listen, what is it? Vikings? Yeah. What do we got? Oh, it's Rams. I thought it was purple. Okay, okay. Keep it all the way in your palm. Squeeze it. Like, you got to go like that. There you go. What's the deal here? You can't, you can't break it. Okay, that's it. Okay, now. Now watch this. A relationship that's, that's treated appropriately in its time is like this egg. You can't break it. It's in a really good shape. But watch. If you mess around with those feelings that are supposed to be on the bookshelf too early, and you jump into something you shouldn't be involved in, watch what happens. That thing, sorry ladies, that thing will get crushed in your hand and you'll ruin your relationship. And the principle is pretty simple here. Stay with me. Those feelings are good, but if you exercise your emotions and your affections too early or in the wrong way, you'll crack that egg. But if you follow God's instruction on how you're supposed to live and exist and you take those feelings, put them on the bookshelf and wait and be patient for God's timing, then you'll turn that egg into a beautiful omelet that we can eat with bacon and onions and tomatoes and whatever else. Okay. All right, I don't know if that helps or not. I don't know what I'm gonna do with this hand. Okay, last but not least, as I get back into my notes here, the last principle. What do I do with my crush? What do we say? You need to submit to your authorities. You need to listen to counsel. You need to avoid bad company. You need to take those affections and do what with them? Put them up on the bookshelf for now. Listen, you got that? Ladies, guard your hearts. Don't give your heart to the guy yet. Hold that close. Put those affections up on the bookshelf and just watch and wait. Okay? Last principle. Last principle. 1 Timothy 5, 1 and 2. It says there on your pages, here's how you should treat her, how you should treat him. Paul says, treat the older men as fathers. Um, he says, treat the younger men as, what does it say? Brothers. The older women as mothers and the younger women as sisters in all purity. Let me ask you a question, gentlemen. 
would you make out with your sister? Right? That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. What Paul is saying here, what Paul is saying is that in the context of the church, with people that love the Lord first, ladies, you look at the men and the, and the guys around as brothers. Gentlemen, you look at the ladies around as sisters. You protect them. You hold doors open for them. You open chairs for them. You let them sit around the heaters. You, you do all those things that you would to take care of your sister. You don't treat them as objects or um, something you're trying to win over. Okay, so principle. What do I do with my crush? You put it on the bookshelf. You listen to your parents. You submit to counsel. And on top of all those things, you treat your, the guys as brothers. You treat the girls as sisters. And a day will come when the Lord will give you opportunity to develop a deeper relationship. Um, and at that point, you can then pursue that. That will be down the road. So wrapping this up, why do I have this crush? Why? Because God made me that way. What are crushes for? They are for the purpose of? Marriage. marriage. And number three, why, what do I do with my crush? I submit to the authorities. I listen to counsel. I be careful with who I hang out with. I put my feelings on the bookshelf, and I treat that person as a brother or a sister in Christ. Yes? Okay. This is better. I want you to know, as I close in prayer, this is better than the previous message that I used to preach to middle school on dating. You want to know what it was? Here it is. You ready? No. Okay, that was what my message used to be because it's not time yet. But I think as we're talking about the relationship series here, it's important to know what to do with these feelings. So I hope this is helpful for you. Let me pray and uh, you guys can break the small groups. Father, thank you for this time. Thank you that we can have some fun even as we look into your word. And Lord, I pray as these young men and young women seek to honor you in the decisions they make, in the lives that they live. We pray that you would help them in this area of romantic relationships to be wise, to be thoughtful, and ultimately to honor you in all aspects. Be with them now as they go to small groups. In Jesus' name, amen.